Hello everyone and welcome to the What Can You Do With an English Major Anyway podcast. I'm your host Kalia Steiner and this is the place to learn all about the career paths that an English major can take you down. So today's topic is technical writing and um, what exactly goes into becoming a successful technical writer. To help me dissect this topic, I convinced one of my former professors, Dr. Susan Lang, to sit down and have a conversation with me about this. Um, So Dr. Lang is a professor at Ohio State, but she has been a professor at multiple different universities, and she also has very significant experience in the professional world with technical writing, Um, but then also her time at universities, she spent uh, much of that preparing students to become technical writers. So she kind of has a multifaceted um, view of the topic itself, which is really cool and, you know, kind of gives her a different view on it than a lot of other people might have. But yeah, so let's get right into it. At the beginning of the semester, obviously, you told me about all of your professional accomplishments and things, but for the listener, could you just tell us a little bit about, like, what degrees you have, what you've done with technical um, writing, etc.? Sure. Um, basically, I, my degrees are all in some version of English and the humanities. I did my BA here at Ohio State and I did my master's and my PhD at Emory University in Atlanta. And what happened at Emory that put me on the path really to being a technical communicator was that Emory at that time had a real influx of money both for mainframe computing Unix and the like, which was kind of the standard of the day. And then my second year at Emory, the English department was given to computer labs. And because I had some computer science courses as an undergraduate and had an interest in technology, I was studying at that time to be a single engine fixed wing pilot, My department looked at me and said, you'd be the perfect one to oversee these labs. So I ended up with a couple of computer labs. I ended up with a bunch of people who'd never used computers before. And the first thing I found myself doing was writing manuals for users to use the Mac SEs with dual floppy drives. So I started there, and throughout my time at Emory, I ended up studying more computing and working with IT, learning more about computers and users, and then um, finished my PhD, which happened to be about using computers in composition and literature classes. And then as I was working as a junior faculty member, uh, first at Emory and Spelman College, I worked on interim gigs, and I went to Wilkes University in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And while I was working up there, long story, got involved with a nonprofit in New York City in the arts, 
and they needed people with computer expertise. And so I started doing all kinds of technologically related things for them. That is a 25-year relationship with that nonprofit. And then being an academic in the 90s, I moved on to another job, spent four years being the director of computer classrooms and curriculum at Southern Illinois University, doing more sorts of technical support, technical writing to keep the labs going and people happy who use them. And I was hired at Texas Tech University in what became an 18-year gig teaching technical communication at the bachelor's, the master's, and the doctoral level, both online and on-site. So kind of as Dr. Lang was explaining um, how she got into technical writing, it really did seem like her technology information and knowledge was kind of the gateway for her to get into technical communication but it's important to point out as she said she was an academic in the 90s and so as she was kind of entering the workplace and you know figuring out where she was going to work where her place was um, technology was really on the rise and so um, having any kind of technological knowledge would have allowed her to become a technical writer and the climate is just slightly different today because you know, we're a lot more acclimated to the technology that we have. And so in light of that information, I really wanted to drill down on what she thinks in hindsight was actually, you know, crucial or is crucial in today's climate as she continues to, you know, work in this field. So in the next couple of questions, you'll see me kind of doing that. Okay, so what classes in your educational background do you feel best prepared you to be a technical writer? Do you think any were crucial to your success as a technical writer? I don't think coursework per se, other than the fact that in my majors, in my degrees, I had to write. I had a lot of practice putting words together, but what you learn is that technical writing is something that has a very clear practical purpose. It is a get the information you need, get to the point, anticipate the audience's needs, and think about barriers to communication. And you do that with technical communication, no matter what area you're working in, if you're writing a white paper for a nonprofit, if you are writing a manual, if you are writing or designing a web application for to accomplish something, those are things that are much different than when I would sit down to write uh, an honors thesis on Mary and Percy Shelley, which is actually what I wrote as my honors thesis at OSU. I think that a combination of always being interested in science and technical subjects and picking up a couple of classes at the right time did help. Uh, it helped that when I came to Ohio State, I had thought about being 
a computer science major, but at that time, probably half of Ohio State wanted that. So classes were on a very hit or miss basis. I got closed out of classes right, left, and center, but the ones I took, I thought, yeah, technical subjects and how to do technical things. At that time, our programming classes, our labs were over in Dries, so we spent a lot of time until 3 or 4 a.m. trying to program stuff over there. And I kept thinking if I only had a decent manual to help me figure out what I was doing, that'd be great. I also took a course that I don't know if it's been offered here in years called Writing for the Physical Sciences. So it was a bit of a science writing course that told me I liked doing that sort of writing. And otherwise, things that classes, not so much university courses, but flight training, pilot training, um, reading aircraft manuals, reading technical communication pieces, even though I didn't have the label of technical communication, helped prepare me to understand what was a good manual, what was a bad manual. So I think here Dr. Lang is placing a lot of importance on kind of practical skills and knowledge. So, you know, making sure you have the aptitude to learn technical subjects, which makes sense because you're never going to be able to study every technical subject that you will write about to the extent that you will be able to write about it right off the bat. Like you want to make sure that you know how to pick up different technical subjects because you'll likely be working with a wide variety of technical subjects. Um, but then also just like working with the kind of genre that you'll be working with, um, you know, taking those classes that work on document design or, you know, information design, I think is what she specifically referenced in her answer to the one question. But yeah, I think it is great to see that the curriculum has improved. Um, but then she also definitely does not say that you have to have a major or a minor in any kind of technical subject, which some people might say, um, you know, I think her point in talking about, you know, taking classes is you're at a university where those classes are offered. So that's a really good opportunity for you to test your knowledge in that area or your ability to learn in that area. And so, yeah, definitely no pressure to have you know, other degrees in technical subjects, unless you want to. Um, so in these next questions, I decided to broaden the horizons of the discussion a little bit and move away from just, you know, asking about, okay, what about technical knowledge? How important is it? And I wanted to move it towards, you know, what are these other skills that are important for a technical writer to have? Because there's also a lot of debate in this area. So in the next couple questions, you'll hear us kind of talking about that. So um, what other skills do you deem important for a technical writer to have and why are they important and are they absolutely necessary? Okay, the skills that are absolutely necessary. You need to have a command of the language or languages in which you are going to write. You need to understand popular technical genres. No one is going to hire you or keep you 
if they find out that your writing skills are subpar or your knowledge of genre, rhetorical organization, rhetorical purpose, audience analysis, all of those basic rhetorical skills need to be in place. And those take time to acquire. You're not going to become proficient in those in six months or a year. Those take time for you to acquire and learn. Now, can you become proficient in learning your audience for wherever you're working? Of course. You're going to have to learn things about who your audience is. If you're writing internal stuff, who you're writing it to, you're going to be able to, you want to be able to learn how to use and understand internal style guides or develop one if where you go to work does not have one. Uh, you want to be very good at listening to people so that in course of them telling you what they think they want, you can figure out how much of that is what they want and how much of it takes you in a different direction, which may actually be what they want. You need to be able to listen to what people are saying, and by extension maybe what they don't say, and fill in those gaps to create whatever kind of document and I use that term loosely, document can be written, visual, audio, combination of many things. But you need that. You also need to be able to ask questions of your client. Again, clients have sometimes a perception of what they think they need, but you may see something and you may want to bring it up to them, and that may change the course of the project as well. So I think those kind of essential communication, rhetorical skills, and the ability to assess audience and impact at all times. So here you see a pretty strong advocation for good communication skills. You know that being able to ask questions, um, anticipate what your client needs and maybe things that they don't even say to you um, to be able to implement those. Um, but also you see an advocation for basic writing skills and rhetoric. Um, so I think that's really important, particularly for our purpose, because chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you're an English major, maybe you just even have a minor. Um, or you want to go into English. And so this is kind of an advocation of, you know, this is where English will help to prepare you to be a technical writer and where it can be useful because, you know, a lot of English classes do deal with rhetoric and certainly with writing skills. So I think that's really important to um, acknowledge here. In this next question, I went ahead and asked Dr. Lang how many of these skills that she discussed in the last clip could be learned on the job. Um, I think that's also just such a relevant discussion because, you know, we all the time hear about 
how college isn't really that helpful because all the skills you're going to learn on the job because it's all organization specific. So I wanted to hear her touch on this a little bit and give us a little insight into how that actually would work. So she does repeat some of the things she said in the last clip about, you know, audience and, you know, things like that that you have to learn within the organization, but she goes a little bit more in depth about how this experience works as a whole. Anything that is very specifically focused on the organization is something that you're not going to learn most likely until you've started working there. You will have an image of the organization, you'll have an idea of what your job is, but those, that kind of local knowledge you are going to pick up there. You will improve skills that you have the more that you write, the more that you design, the more that you do whatever you are being hired to do. However, you've got to have a good base skill set and a good base understanding of technical communication, of the language, of rhetoric before you walk in, because those are the things that presumably set you apart from people they didn't hire. It's rare that someone is going to get hired or stay for long if they have inferior communication skills but perhaps superior content skills. Probably the other, the flip side, will keep you there much longer if your communication skills are good and if you're good at learning content matters on the fly. Also good at learning how to ask questions about content you don't understand on the fly. That will get you a long way. So I think again we see a really great advocation for the English major here and the skills that it teaches. Um, even though she specifically doesn't mention the English major, um, she talks again about the writing and rhetoric skills that are necessary in the communication skills, which I also thought it was interesting the way she interweaved communication skills with writing and rhetoric, because maybe it's just me that's never really thought about the connection between communication skills and writing and rhetoric, but writing and rhetoric skills are actually communication skills. So, you know, those writing and rhetoric skills are so important to someone who wants to be any kind of communicator, even if that's tech comm. So um, I thought that was interesting, but you also don't want to overlook the things she said about, you know, being able to learn on the job because that is certainly such a prevalent thing in the workplace. You have to be able to learn on the job. Um, so then for the next question, I wanted to give her the opportunity to answer something that's a little bit more subjective. And so I asked her what her number one piece of advice would be for someone who wants to get into technical communication. I thought this would be a really good way to wrap everything up because that's the last question. So here's her response. I think that a comb it's a combination of two things. Number one, becoming familiar with what technical communication entails and becoming familiar with a couple of organizations where you would hope to work in your first job as a technical communicator. 
if you have the opportunity to take classes in technical editing, technical communication, social media, web design, things that are considered part of the purview of the field, that's great. But I think just familiarizing yourself with what it means to be a technical communicator is critical. It's not what you are going to, it's not what you're going to learn in other majors necessarily. Technical communication is not the kind of writing you're going to do in other fields. You'll practice writing, but it won't be that kind of technical writing. All right, guys, well, that'll do it for today. I want to send another thank you to Dr. Lang for agreeing to sit down to talk with me. I know I learned a lot from listening to her share her experiences and her advice. Um, with regard to that last clip, really quickly, um, don't worry, English majors, if you want to be a technical writer, those techcom classes, the ones that will give you the experience that she was talking about in that last question, um, those are like super easy to add on. I know for my program, they're actually options to re fulfill requirements for my major, so they're kind of built into the program and that's really nice. Um, but if not, always talk to your advisor and I'm sure they can help you out. I'm also going to link in the description to this podcast two different websites. One of them she mentioned in the podcast the society for technical communicators or technical communications something like that and there's another website i can't quite remember the name of it right now but it'll be in the description and so if you want to be a technical writer this is something you feel like you want to pursue those are really good resources as well but also talk to your advisor and i'm sure you can figure it all out and it will be great so anyway thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode i'll see you guys all again next week Thank you.